Hey folks, it's Jalen, and this is Go Black Boy Go, a podcast about my journey through graduate school. Each week, I will be reviewing my week with you, as well as giving a few tips on how to make the grad school application process easier. And every now and then, I'll have a few guests come on to talk about various topics about race, gender, sexuality, masculinity, and queerness. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and let's get on with this week's episode. Hey folks, um, it's been a while. Um, I don't even know how long it's been, but I'm back. And yeah, so the the time system, as I keep saying, is a beast. And when you're in it, it's you're constantly wanting to all you want to focus on is just finishing out the term and so it gets to a point sometimes when I'm just saying okay I this is all I can like put my time to um and as I as I've grown to discover that's not very healthy just putting all of my energy into finishing out the term system so I guess what I want to talk about on this episode is just ways that I am going to be more selfish with my time considering the fact that I don't get much time to um to think about the essays that I'm writing, I kind of just have to produce them really quick and then like switch over. And, you know, we only had a week for spring break. And then when we came back for spring break, it was a, it's a totally new school term. It's uh, the spring term now. And so something that I've just kind of discovered is that I'm not going to be able to write a really it can not I I don't want to say I'm not going to be able to write a really well thought out article I mean I'm um, a really well thought out seminar paper but yeah I guess my sort of idea behind writing the seminar paper has been that oh I want to make it I want to make it so good that you know, if I wanted to turn this into an article, it, it could be an easy way to do that. And so therefore, in doing that, you know, in reading kind of the uh, academic articles that at the journals that I would like to potentially send um, my work to, I end up structuring my seminar paper in a way that's not, it, it's too long because the most pay like the most seminar papers are are about 15 pages max and and two in two seminars i've turned in 20 plus pages and in in doing that it was just a lot of work i had i did a lot of reading i did a lot of writing on this topic and i'm just it just made me realize like okay 
I'm putting a lot of work into these papers and I'm not leaving enough room to actually read and, and think about the things that um, I'm reading. And yeah, so I'm, I'm just making sure that I focus in my writing more and make it more uh, tight to where like I'm, I'm, I'm on this one idea and I'm not trying to cover a whole like field, you know, like my seminar papers in the past have been me trying to explore the, like explore the history of a genre and then talk about my argument when I should just focus on my argument in the seminar paper. But I was coming from a place where I was like, okay, everything I write, needs to be able to be turned into an article and constantly thinking like that just isn't helpful. And it actually put a lot of stress on myself. And that's probably why my body was doing those weird things and why my, like, my anxiety was increased and yeah so something that I kind of just started thinking about over the week break that I had (laughs) was that I wanted to just focus practice focusing my idea on one thing and then not thinking of it as a seminar paper but as the like like a prospectus or something um, that I think is going to be very helpful. I think another thing that's going to be helpful is that my seminars are already structured in a way where the professors don't want you to do a full paper, a, f- a full article in paper. Um, I know, uh, the race and ethnicity class that I'm taking, um, the professor only wants us to write 10 to 12 pages on a keyword um, that pertains to our desired research interests. And she said that it isn't a argumentative essay. It's more of an essay to kind of give you a framework for something that you could use in your future studies. And I think that that's going to be very beneficial to me because it's given me a chance to go do this reading in this very particular field that I want to engage in a conversation with and really making me write really concise arguments. Um, And then in my literary and cultural theory class, the professor wants us to do three, uh, three, three to four page, three to four page essays on um, one theory in that unit for the for the for the in that unit for that portion of the term and then apply it to a a text so anything we consider a text um and i think again i think that is going to be beneficial in that i'm really working with a theory and I'm really having to push myself to explain it in my own words and therefore understand it. Um, and so that's just going to be really great. So that's my that's my kind of strategy for com- going about 
seminar papers. The next thing that I want to do this term is be more selfish about the things that I'm reading and read more in my field. The past few terms have been me reading all of this stuff for the seminars and yes, of course, being very interested in them because, you know, the things are cool, but I wasn't getting any time to really engage with the scholars whose work um, I want to know and I need to know if I want to continue on as a scholar in this frame of thought. Um, And so I've just kind of discovered that I shouldn't let coursework take away from the more practical side of what I need. And that goes into me being selfish with my time and um, my be, me being selfish with the amount of energy I want to give to um, certain things. And so, of course, I'm going to complete my coursework and I'm going to be engaging in, in, in class, but I'm going to make sure that I read at least a, a few books that I want to read that are in my field and that will get help shape my thinking. Um, because I was thinking about this in my literary culture, literary and cultural theory class, where, you know, for some folks in my cohort, the theories that we're reading in there, um, those are the theories that they want to work with. And those, those are the theorists who they want to be in conversation with. For me, I want to be in conversation with black feminist theories, black queer studies, um, these kinds of, uh, uh, fields. And, there's an extra amount of reading that I have to do um, and an extra amount of effort that I have to go to seek out classes that might help me do this, though they are very rare. Um, there's an extra amount of effort for me to do this because those classes aren't, they haven't been, they're, they're not being taught in English. Um, and, you know, I'm getting my PhD in English. And so it's like, I have to take these seminar classes to get my degree, but also I'm not getting the classes that I'm taking aren't the classes that are pertaining to my desired research field. And so one of the ways that I want, that I'm going to remedy that is by being selfish about things that I'm, I want to read. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel guilty about saying this. I, I, for my literary and cultural theory class, I'm literally just skimming that stuff because I don't, I don't feel a need to know these theories. I mean, I know they're foundational. I don't feel a need to not, I take that back. Not saying that I don't feel a need to need to know them. I don't feel a need to really critically engage with them because I know that they're lacking um in many ways and many um folks in black studies um are able to point this out um so I do think it's good for me to kind of know 
where what they're critiquing, but I don't really find an interest in um, engaging heavily with their work. So I am skimming a lot of that stuff. Um, and then another another way that I'm going to be selfish about the things that I'm reading um, and to learn more about how I can read the things in my field is that I'm taking an independent study um, with a professor I took last term and she's just amazing and I'm taking a she we're sitting so it's a group of us and we're sitting in on her black feminist theories course um, and it's just a lot of great reading in there and then outside of that class we as a group are reading some uh, books in the field um, and so that will definitely be my saving grace in terms of me being selfish about the things that I read and me reading more in my field and I'm starting to uh, hear from other professors that this is the kind of juggling game that academics go through all the time and yeah I'm just now discovering this and now that I know now that I know that other people do the same, I don't feel as bad about it. And so, and I don't feel bad for saying that I'm going to be selfish about the things that I read and that those things are going to be in black studies, black feminist theories and black queer studies. Um, so yeah, another thing that I want to make sure I'm doing is constantly writing about what I'm reading. And so I've been trying to do more free writes, more um, just writing what comes to my mind about the things that I'm reading and trying to uh, make sure I can summarize them. Because one of the things that I'm kind of trying to still figure out is how to summarize things effectively. Because um, it's kind of it's kind of hard to just put things into your own words and it's really it seems very easy to just quote people and um yeah it it seems like it's just a better skill to have to summarize um people's arguments so that you actually know that you know them and not that you're just you know saying what they saying word for word what they said without really interrogating um the argument and so that's another thing that i'm wanting to do to improve my writing and to prove my grad school experience and, and improve my education. Um, and so thinking about these things in terms of going into this term, it's really just helped me sort of see how I'm going to finish grad school. And if me finishing grad school is going to be me being selfish about the things I read and about the um, things that like about the how much effort I put into my seminar papers. Um, and it, it's going to be me being very precise in my writing um, and not and making sure it doesn't just making sure I don't just turn in a long draft where I've said nothing. Um, and so, yeah, that's 
that's kind of what I'm thinking in terms of school. And then I think I just want to vent or or just complain about just the fact that you know, I I know that not a lot of black men are in English or the humanities for that fa- for that fact. But I don't know, it's just annoying just being the only black man in the room in seminars in the whole entire English department in restaurants. Um it's just I don't know, it just feels very isolating to be the only black man in these spaces and like in the black feminist class, black feminist theories class, I'm the only black male in there and I was just thinking to myself more of us, more black men need to be in this class um, because I find these theories to be very revolutionary for black black people. And I've, I found love in myself through reading fem- black feminist practices. And so it's like, I want that for other black men. And I just really don't get why, you know, in that class... There were a few white men. There were there were a few um, Latinx men, um, um, a, f- a few Latinx folks. Um, there were there was one Asian man, and I was just like, these men from these cultures are wanting to come in and learn about these black feminist theories because they they were saying that you know i want to learn about america's most op- oppressed group and i want to know how i can make sure the way that i carry myself as a man doesn't f- fall in line with this kind of continued oppression and i just thought it was so amazing that you know these men from these different racial groups and ethnicities are wanting to use black feminism as a way for analyzing the way that they position their masculinity and their culture. And it's just so weird because I'm thinking black men should want to do this. And I don't get why there aren't enough of us wanting to use black feminism as a way to understand how our position, how we position our masculinity um, and to make sure it's not constantly in line with the white supremacist framework that many black men construct their masculinity out of. Um, in li- it, it seems to be very controversial to, to say that black men can benefit and accept and learn and grow um, from their masculinity by knowing black feminism. And that just really doesn't make sense to me. But I don't know. We men, we have trauma that we need to work through. And many of us don't have the tools to do that. So, um, or we haven't had found those tools yet. So, um, I guess I can't, I I can't, you know, I'm not going to put all of that labor into being upset about that. Um, 
But yeah, in terms of just being the only black male in the English program and in a lot of places, um, it's just very irritating. And then I guess being a, a, a black, the only black male in a class that I see would benefit more black males, I find that irritating too. Um, and so it's like, you know, I'm always in these spaces where, you know, even though I'm the only black male there and I don't see anybody that looks like me, I still can, you know, find relationships with people who are different than me. And I don't really think that, you know, the problem is that I'm not accepted the problem isn't that I'm not accepted in the English program. The problem is is that I'm seeing a huge lack of black men um, trying to engage with the humanities. And I feel like there is kind of a separation. It was a separation between the humanities and the sciences. And it seems like a lot of black men and men in general are in the sciences because, you know, those are hard, concrete facts. Um, but like, and, and, and because they're hard, concrete facts, um, they, they have an easy, it seems like they have an easier time. Um, it, I don't know. It seems like it attracts a lot of men and particularly black men. Um, but I don't know. It, it, I, I just, I think that black feminism and like like making i think i think that black feminism particularly can be useful for men that aren't in in the humanities and for men in the humanities um i think it can be helpful for us because the the fields that we're in were founded on white supremacy and still kind of what still definitely has traces of that framework. And so it's, I'm just saying, you know, since we are in the, in these fields, I feel like the way to make the best out of, you know, our, 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 the privilege that we do have is to amplify the voices of black women. Um, and so in thinking this sort of idea, I've, I've finally found like my purpose because I know that I want to be a professor and I, I like, I know I want to be a professor of media and gender and sexuality studies, black studies, but you know, that's just what I want my job to be. I now know what I want my purpose as a black queer male professor. I now know that I want to amplify the voices of black women and to sh- to show that black feminism is a way for liberation in the academic context and in the world in general. But I feel like my place is in the academic sense um, and yeah, it would it would get to a point to where I would want to spread this out to the to the community at large. Um, but yeah, and then I always I was reading this tweet um, that I from this white 
um, professor and um, one of the kind of like, I think, yeah, no, they were in um, psychology. And they were saying, you know, oh, like, I always tell grad students, if you say that you want to be a college professor, well, that's not a good enough answer because, like, everyone wants to be a college professor, but there's not enough jobs and, like, research is limited in our field because everybody's still, like, saying the same thing and, like, it's very, like, everyone's doing the same research and um, only a few people are publishing because they're getting to the the publications first and then by the time you get to the publication they're already like you know this has already been said and he's like you know a lot of academics are having a crisis because they feel like all their time is wasted and blah 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 blah. and i'm just i'm just thinking like it it comes from a place of privilege to be able to tell students that their position as a professor at an academic institution isn't enough. For me, as a black queer male, I know that my position as a professor in a university setting, that is enough. That is enough to be there, to be that representation. Like, that is enough. But in addition to that, I not only want to be that representation, but I want to show, I want, I want to, like, I, I, I would want to seek ways to engage men on campus with black feminism. And I don't really, I know that will be hard. I don't really know how I'm going to do that, but I really feel like that that is one thing that I think I want to spend my career doing is in my research showing the usefulness of black feminism. So one of the things that I'm wanting, thinking I'm wanting to do for um, like for just future research and maybe a, a possible dissertation topic, even though um, I'm in my first year um, is to use to show how black feminism can be a useful way to read visual culture um, film and tv um because from me reading it and then using these theories um on my paper with titus um from unbreakable kimmy schmidt i saw wow people are really missing out on the potential for for like how you can write using these theories um the the uh, these theories about black gender and sexuality and after that i was like yeah it like that that writing that paper was so freeing to me and it was i really saw that i i began a new phase as a scholar because before in my uh, the paper I wrote on uh, that awkward moment in my first um, year and I wrote about cross-racial bromances, I was using Judith Butler, Michael Kimmel, um, I was using Foucault, and I haven't looked at that paper since, but 
I can t- I know when I go back and look at that paper, I'm just gonna like really change a lot of things and take out a bunch of those people that I've been citing because I thought that their theories, these theories from these white foundational scholars, I thought that their theories were the only theories that could work for um, thinking of how to analyze the position of the black body um, in film and black black performance, but I didn't have the language to talk about it because I wasn't reading scholars who were talking about black bodies and giving these theories. Um, And I didn't know that because I, those courses weren't offered and weren't being offered in English. They're more of the foundational kind of courses. And so, I mean, finding the queer of color critique um, class in women and gender studies was such a, I did. I, I, I'm still realizing the impact that class made on me. It changed my whole theoretical framework. It, it, it gave, it made me feel home. I, after taking that class, I told my advisor, I found my theoretical home. And I think that's something that a lot of scholars want, want to find. And I feel like for black scholars, it takes us a little bit longer because our education has been just books by white people. And so for me, just discovering black scholars, it's just constantly, I'm having to relearn again and I'm enjoying it and it makes me feel good. And so, yeah. Um, that's where I'm at this term and yeah, that's where I'm at this term and I'm going to be selfish about my time and selfish about the things I read and selfish about my energy because that's the only way that this is going to work for me and I'm going to make it work. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you guys for listening to this episode um, and I will see y'all very soon. Hey folks, it's Jalen. Head on over to iTunes to rate and review the podcast. And if you have any suggestions or comments about the show, you can send those to me through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can email them to me. And the links to all of those are in the description. Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and Podbean. And the links to those are in the description as well. Thank you once again for listening to Go Black Boy Go.